What's happening, everybody? I'm KD Wilson, and welcome to I Lead the Way, a podcast where our mission is to empower, inspire, and uplift educators and scholars around the world to be the best versions of themselves. By way of motivational moments, informative interviews, and real-life experiences, we're going to push the envelope in order to compel our listeners to lead the way no matter where you might be in your life. We believe and know that you were born on purpose, with purpose, and for a purpose. So let's live like it. Hello, hello. I'm KD Wilson. Welcome to I Lead the Way, the podcast for educators and scholars nationwide to be able to come back, sit down, relax, and listen to some awesome people talk about some very relevant things. Today, I've got my friend, Mrs. Reed. Uh, we first met actually um, probably at a conference or uh, we definitely ended up coming together at, at NC State uh, where you work at. But Ms. Reed, thank you so much for your time. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. For those that don't know you, can you kind of tell them who you are, what you do, how you got there? Um, so I work for a federal trio program for talent search currently. Um, I serve as the assistant director for uh, two talent search programs at NC State. Um, we serve about 1,300 students um, in three counties, <laughs> lots of students. Um, I have four staff that work with me, um, and I've been doing this for going on 14 years, I think, now. Um, so I've worked in a couple of TRIO programs over the years, and I love it. So I did not I know you had been there for almost 14 years. Yeah, I can't believe it. You know, sometimes you get a job and you think it's just going to be temporary and then you just stay. I was a trio student. Yeah, I was a trio student myself and they gave me my job right out of college and I never left. Yeah. From job to career, at least for now, right? From job to career. Yeah, you never know where to take you. (laughs) That's very, very true. Well, Mm -hmm. that actually ties kind of right into what we're going to talk about today. with with what you just said, like I said, I, I did not know that you um, had been there and had been doing, you know, what you do for uh, that period of time. You're you're a veteran, my friend. You are a veteran, yeah, sure. At this at this point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you probably seen a lot of different transitions. People come, people go. Things change. Maybe some for the good, some not so for the good. Yeah. Um, but our topic today, you know, is when you're looking at work life and self-balance, what does that look like? Is there such a thing? Um, and what <laughs> I guess, what what's your take on that? What does that look like for you? You just said you had a whole lot of scholars and students that you serve. Um, mm-hmm. I know you've got some little people called children uh, in your life. And, <laughs> you know, you, you've got all those things going. How do you keep it together? Um, are you able to keep it together? Yeah. What, what, what's your, what's your voice on that? Um, well, I have this thing that I do is sometimes I do too much. Um, and so I have to catch myself because it is really trying to keep balance. And especially right now with everything that's going on, I've, you know, I used to be really good at balancing all these different things, being different clubs and organizations. And then I had a kid and everything went haywire. Um, you know, so it's been, it's been interesting trying to balance everything. Um, right now, I just take it day by day. Um, so not only do I um, oversee, you know, the program, I'm also a doctoral student. I'm working. I'm in my first year of a doctoral program. I didn't know that. Congrats. Um, 
Thank you. I have class tonight after we get off. off oh, of this. Um, I'm also the secretary for the uh, state board of TRIO programs for North Carolina. Um, of course, I'm a mom. I have a four-year-old. I also have two um, almost stepdaughters. I call them my bonus kids. They're teenagers. So that comes with its whole, you know, whole thing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, and then on top of that, I'm planning a wedding at the same time. So it's it's just day day by day, as you can hear my toddler in the background now. Okay. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> it good. is. It's a lot. Um, but you know, it's just making time for me, um, allowing myself to say no. Mm. Um, sometimes I have to say no, I can't do that. Um delegating things to other people, allowing people to help me because it's been hard for me to ask for help. Um, So now I have to ask for help. You know, can you watch the kids? Can you do this extra task at work? Because I'm too busy doing something else, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, prioritizing for me, family always comes first. Uh, So for me, I need a job that has flexibility that understands that being a mom is number one for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So being able to leave when my child has something at school, that's important. And then for me, um, mom guilt has always been mm. my thing. <laughs> you know, I want to be a, a successful, you know, woman in education and higher ed. And sometimes it's hard to do that when you have a child and you have to leave. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to, you know, sometimes I give him his tablet so I can get my homework done. And, you know, mm-hmm. you get mom guilt for not having time. So, um, it's just, it really is just day by day. And do I always have it together? Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't always have it together, but um, you just take it day by day and you take time for yourself. And, you know, every now and then I got to go to the nail salon or the hair salon and treat myself because that's mm-hmm. what I need. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to dive into a couple of things you just said, because mm-hmm. I'm a dad of three, uh, seven, five, and two and a half. Okay. Our house is wide open, <laughs> for sure. Um, my wife is actually a therapist, which means that I get to be the therapist for the therapist. Mm. Um, and when it comes to that mom guilt stuff, uh, yeah, I, I I get on her about it. And same mm-hmm. what I do with my friends, you know, that are that are moms. Um, because, like you said, there is that piece of you. I think that any any real parent I say real parent that actually wants to be involved engaged and invested into their child's life you have those thoughts of man did I miss this did I misstep here well if I do this will they remember this for the rest of their life will they think that I was the parent that only did this or always did that Mm -hmm. I've had to to tell my friends you know my wife included sometimes like hey like kids are resilient we Mm -hmm. are resilient we were all kids and we all came up in different times and different eras and stuff. But man, your your average person, your average child grows up in a home now, you know, where their parents are working a nine to five mm-hmm. or longer, you know, and are super absent. Some kids, as you know, you know, with different scholars that you serve for sure, don't even have, you know, their actual mothers and fathers. They might have grandparents or loved ones or might even be, you know, in the foster care system. You never know what someone's you know life situation is. So you know, for for you and for those moms out there listening, uh, dads included, mm-hmm. and when you are doing the best that you can with what you have, uh, own that, and mm-hmm. understand that as long as you are pouring love into your children from the best place that's in your heart, that that's the best that that you're able to give. You know, mm-hmm. at certain seasons of your life, and not every single season is going to be perfect. 
Not everyone's going to be ideal. And like you said, when you have those moments of guilt of man, I, I wish I had, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, let that go. Cause more times than not with my kids, I look at them like, man, listen, dad, dad, sorry. I got a little frustrated earlier. I apologize, you know, or, you know, buddy, I should have played with you and I was busy doing work, whatever. It's like, what are you talking about? Doesn't even remember has no clue what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> I'm sitting here stewing over this the whole day. You don't even remember I didn't sit down and play with you, you know, with the Legos. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think anything that's that's overwhelmingly consistent, you know, becomes a habit and the habit becomes a lifestyle, you know. Mm-hmm. But even in that, you know, like we said, that seasons are temporary, you know. So mm-hmm. like you said, take take it one day at a time. Yeah. Well, you said something very, very big a minute ago as well. You said that you had to um, learn to say no. Mm-hmm. Has that been something that was challenging for you or have you always been someone who's like, you know what? Uh-uh. <laughs> no, it's been challenging for me. Um, you know, sometimes you want to you want to help your friends or your family do things and you do things you don't really want to do. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at the point where you know you get older and, and you don't want to do those things you need, you just don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> and, and now, you know, I'm getting older and I don't have time. So it's like, if it's not something that I feel I really need to be doing, or if it's something that's going to add extra stress on me that I can say no to, just letting myself know that it's okay to say no. Yeah. Um, so I'm still working through that because there's some people that just mean so much to me that I can't say no, um, but I'm still working on that. So it's a work in progress. Well, I appreciate your yes for jumping on. Listen, folks, if you're listening to this, you all are being treated to a yes. <laughs> that, 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 wasn't, that wasn't a no. She could have said no and I asked her to come on. But um, I think for a lot of people, they they have a hard time saying no for various reasons. Mm-hmm. One of those reasons is because they like to be in control. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to say no because, you know, then that puts me in a different space. If I say yes, I know I have my hands on it. You know, mm-hmm. then it, then I'm in control of it. So the outcome, I can own that. If I say no and give it to somebody else, I'm not sure how this thing's going to turn out. You know, mm-hmm. so for some other people, like you said, they want to be superheroes. Um, some of that comes from upbringing. Some of it just comes from the natural nature of wanting to be a good friend uh, mm-hmm. or a leader, you know, in an instance. But I think trying to be omnipresent as fragile human beings <laughs> that we are, does not work out very well for anybody at all. So like you said, learning to say, again, learning to say no. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some people know is an easy, they need to learn how to say yes. (laughs) Because them jokers are just like, no, forget it. Don't ask me, I'm not coming. I don't care. (laughs) Doesn't matter what the situation is, Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. Then you have the people on the flip side, you know, that, like you said, see value in others and they Mm -hmm. want to be present and they want to do things, but they do have to realize that if you don't take care of yourself and put yourself in a position where you can be, you know, healthy and well, then you're mm-hmm. no good stepping in to say yes for something. Exactly. For sure. And it affects every area of your life. Because if you're stressed at work, then you're going to bring it home. Mm. And, you know, you just can't take that with you everywhere you go. You have to be able to turn it off and relax and focus on the things that really matter. There's definitely a work-life carryover for mm-hmm. sure. Sure. And it's difficult with COVID because then it's like, 
you don't leave, you know, so your work is at home and it's hard to cut that off. It's hard to get off the computer. It's hard to not think about work because work is home. Mm -hmm. So that's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. Do you think that people will be at, as this COVID stuff, you know, starts to kind of subside and, and maybe kind of push off some, do you think that there will be some people that might have a hard time transitioning back into that, that physical space? Because like you said, you know, now home is home is work, work is home. They're Mm -hmm. synonymous. They go together, you know, rather than before. No, I go to a place. I'm there. When I walk through those doors, I check off and I go Mm -hmm. into that next place of life, whether it's home or the gym or wherever. Mm -hmm. But man, when your bedroom, you know, you you've got your desk pushed over in the corner, you got your blinds open, trying to get some decent light in there. So your Mm -hmm. camera doesn't shut off. You got your computer plugged in. Now your bedroom is the office. You know, mm-hmm. how, how do you, I guess, what, what, what's your take on that? Do you think people might have a hard time transitioning back in? Absolutely. Um, it's been a struggle for me to get back into normal. You know, yeah. not only, you know, do I need to go get a new wardrobe because I've been sitting down too much for the last <laughs> two years. <laughs> so that's, the, that's one of the struggles. Um, the other struggle is just getting, going back to that grind every day, yeah. you know, I I'm fortunate enough where I can still work from home some days, but the days that I go in, you have to fight traffic. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm at the point where I'm reevaluating, is this really what I want to do? Is this yeah. the life that I want to go back to? And I think a lot of people are doing that. Um, you know, fighting traffic in it's in itself is changes things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where I used to enjoy my morning stop at Starbucks. Now I'm like, well, my coffee's better at home. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to the office and dealing with the different personalities and being so structured in my day, not being able to eat healthier. Like I'm, I've been doing at home, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to, Oh, I got to go stop at Bojangles and get a chicken box versus having, you know, good meals at home in the middle of the day. Um, Just, it's a big change and it, it's a big change it's little things but then it's also it makes you think like is this really what life should be this grind every day it makes you reevaluate what you want to do yeah I think things are going to be changing I think jobs are going to be changing what the work day looks like is going to change um so I'm interested to see what happens. Um, I know my staff is like, do we have to come back every day? So, you know, right now we're doing some, a little more, we're a little more flexible. Little than we used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it turns out in the future. Yeah. That's actually a very, that's a seriously strong statement you made that, that I think probably bear witness to a lot of people's current position you know I have a friend of mine um and you know she works in like the fashion industry so she typically you know of course goes in she happens to work on the marketing side of it so she's helping there and can look at designs and stuff like that but usually she would go into work and she'd be there on her computer looking at you know different samples and stuff like that but since COVID they transitioned everybody home you know and then they came back and Mm. she said well you know what I'm not coming back (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute, what? Like, but, but we need you. Mm-hmm. And it's because she had that aha moment. Like you just said, like, wait a minute. Uh, the things that I thought were normal before don't have to be the norm anymore. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference in convenience and conviction. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody's convicted, meaning that they're 
in their heart, they're saying, man, there, there's something, something's just not sitting the same way it did before versus, mm-hmm. oh, well, this is just easier. So I'm just going to chill out over here and kind of do whatever I want to do. I think there's a big difference there. But like you said, really reevaluating, hey, is this, which is healthy to do, by the way, you know, for those listening, is this the path that I, I want to stay on? You're not telling your boss you're about to quit. You're not telling somebody you're about, you know, you know, go uh, flip somebody off in traffic or whatever, but you're just simply <laughs> saying um, it's a good time to, to think it through, you know, okay, hmm, I'm looking at where I am. And like I said, for her, she told them, I'm not coming back into that office right now because yeah. I realized that everything you all need me to do, I can do from home. And now I'm being a better parent. Now I'm taking better care of myself. Now I'm doing this. And they're like, exactly. well, we're not letting you go. So you get to work from home, you know? Right. And like you said, so that that's where that, that transition comes in. But that mm-hmm. still ties into our conversation at hand that what is it, what is it, is there such a thing as work life and self-balance? You know, and for her, I know that she's like, you know what? I'm going to create a balance. Mm-hmm. It, if there's something that's throwing me off balance, mm-hmm. I have to measure out, is it worth it? you know, for me to be what I consider off balance versus Mm -hmm. locked into, you know, where I desire to be in my life right now. That's a very, very good statement. Very, very good point. It makes you think differently. It really does. Mm -hmm. Um, It really does. And on top of, then you have the health concern part as well, you know, with people with, you know, mask and where I can get into the conversation of preferences and stuff. Cause you got people, they'll box over all this stuff. You got your mask <laughs> under your left nostril. It's not over your top one. You don't put a mask on at all. It's all stupid. You know, you got all these different, you know, personal protocols and thoughts and opinions, which we're all entitled to. And that's great. I'm not <laughs> trying to censor anybody, but like you said, being in a physical space with people now introduces you again to everything that's encompassed within that. Mm-hmm. So again, the feelings, the moods in the room, the perceptions of, okay, hey, I haven't seen you in forever. Can I give you a hug? Can I not give you a hug? Can I shake your hand? Mm-hmm. Can I not shake your hand? You know, and you're not mm-hmm. trying to be rude or disrespectful or anything in between, but you know, there's just, there's so much that's kind of been turned upside down its head, I think. Yeah, absolutely. How, um, how has that panned out with your, with your students? Have they been able to somewhat make, I mean, clearly everybody's been the, in the virtual transition for so long. Um, has that still been, I guess, kind of a challenge for them to kind of navigate through? I'm going to say yes. Um, you know, with our program, we have 1300 students, but we were very hands-on like the students, know us Mm -hmm. you know I know them if I don't know their face I know their name because I Mm -hmm. see it so much you know um we take trips with them so you get to really know them and I think we've lost that connection and from other um, administrators and teachers that I've talked to they're losing a hold of the student you know Mm -hmm. the students are just they're checking out they're not interested um you know, I have a couple of ninth graders. And when you think about it, they have not been a true in the class student since seventh grade. And this is like their first time in high school. And they don't know how to act, you know, like they don't know how to function in that space because they've been behind the screen. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been an interesting transition. Um, They're still not back like they were and I think they've a lot of them have checked out 
Um, the sad part that I've seen is that, uh, you know, my program focuses on college and right. a lot of them are saying, you know, maybe this isn't for me. Um, looking more into the workforce or the military or other options, looking into being, you know, an entrepreneur, which is, they're all great things, but right. it's shifting the focus a little bit on what they want to do. Um, mm -hmm. So it makes me sad sometimes when we're losing that connection with students, um, but hopefully over time it'll get better. Yeah. I don't know how teachers, I mean, I, I throw my hat like for teachers and counselors and school administrators because they have a really, really tough job. Yes. Um, I don't know how they're doing this with the vir virtual and, you know, some virtual, some in school. Um, just the issues that come with students not being at school and having meals, um, being mm -hmm. at home with, you know, what, who knows what type of home situations that they have. So right. a lot of them are suffering from trauma from that. So it's, 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 it's troubling. It's, you know, I, it worries me sometimes, um, but hope, you know, I'm just hopeful that the students will be able to bounce back. Um, they're young, so hopefully they'll bounce back. But I think it's something we'll never forget. Um, yeah. It's always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, I brought that up because I, I know that the teachers and the educators that I talk to, when I ask them, you know, hey, you know, what, why do you do what you do? They say it's the students. Mm -hmm. Like, well, what do you do when you're separated? You know, what, what's keeping you rolling when now, like you said, everything is behind the screen, you know, or so much of it's behind the screen, which now ties into, man, my, my fuel for the day it's still there, but it's not the same. You know, it used to be 93. Now it's like 87 gas. It's not, it's just, it's not the same um, because I can't, I, there's some kids you, you need to put your hands on them, you know, give them a hug, let them know that you are physically present and you're there. But when you can't do that, you know, that kind of takes away from the joy of the job. I know for me, you know, as a former first responder, when I was a, a police officer, that's one of the reasons that, that I left is because, we were call answering. It was just 13, 14 calls per shift, but I never got a chance to stop and get out and just talk to people. Hey, how are you doing today? What's happening in your life? How can I help? Can you tell me about anything that I need to be aware of so I can make this you know, community and area better? Um, mm -hmm. When you don't get to do those things that you signed up for, um, mm -hmm. not that everything's always perfect, but when that turns into long-term, that's a, that's a different thing. Like you said, reevaluation seriously comes into effect for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really it's does. hard. It's hard being, you know, trying to, you, you really do care about the students and right. care about people. And then you talk to them and usually, you know, the students don't even cut on their camera. It's a black screen. Right. Are you looking you at the ceiling? Yeah. <laughs> or somebody's forehead is usually like this. And I get in there, I see a bunch of Right. Oh, man, so I'm like, are you okay? Like move oh. the camera, cut it on. Are you all right? Let me see your airline. face. So I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's yeah. very, very true. That's very true. Um, Last two questions for you. I get you out of Dodge. I, I really appreciate your, your time and your thoughts on this. Um, so we talked about, you know, the, the, the mother piece and we talked about, you know, the, the self-care piece, talked about the, the job piece too. Um, but I think when it comes to what, what's your, I guess, what's your mindset like, you know, right now, everything is everywhere. We know that. Um, how are you able to rebalance and refocus your mind? You know, because the one place you can't escape is your head. Mm -hmm. We can go everywhere. We can get our nails done. We can get our hair cut. We can, you know, go to the gym, which I'll be going just a little bit, y'all, by the way. Um, you know, but 
I know I still have to be able to center myself in the midst of everything happening around me. Because like I said, the one place you cannot escape is you, you know, so what are some things that help you um, recenter and refocus when you have, like you said, you know, your, your child that needs something and then you're thinking about what needs to happen at work. And then you're thinking about grad school because you're doctor in the making already, you know, and so many different things. How do you recenter yourself and, and lock back in? Oh, or are you able to that which is a real <laughs> question are, are you able to because if not then that's a that's real some people are like girl please listen I, I ain't figured it out yet well that that is still a work in progress yeah um right. you know some I try to you know my my son goes to his dad's house every other weekend and mm -hmm. usually that is my quiet time yeah you know I can do something I want to do that usually involves uh, you know maybe a glass of wine Sure. Or two. Um, <laughs> you know, um, just it's hard. Yeah. It is hard. It's hard to cut it off because sometimes you sign up for so much that you don't have time mm -hmm. to just refocus. But I think what keeps me going is just knowing that, you know, there is a goal to meet. Yeah. And when you get to that goal, you yeah. can rest. Um, I like that. And it's. It, it can be difficult, you know, but taking those small breaks in between helps. Um, just doing the best that you can, um, making cuts if needed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have not had a true vacation. I was talking uh, to my fiance about this. I've not had a true vacation in like seven years. <laughs> Tell him to get on it. Well, we, yeah, I have a vacation at the end of the month. And so I'm going to disconnect and turn Good. on the phone and relax and get a massage Don't and that would be my disconnect you know so I'm fortunate to be able to do that but um and I need to learn to make time to do that more often yeah um but yeah I think that's just an everyday struggle and I think people struggle with that all the time um it's just hard to disconnect when there's so much going on mm -hmm. just if you can find an hour if you can find you know 20 minutes to close the door, tell the kids to be quiet, give them a tablet, or take a, a hot bath or, you know, do whatever you need to do, take a walk. Um, just doing the best that you can. Yeah. That's all you can do. I agree. I think um, for me, I realized that in my own personal life, there's no such thing as balance. Mm. Um, because to balance means you have two things that are equal or equally um weighing on both sides and that's never the case ever something's going to pick up on one side something's going to decrease on the other you know so we are always constantly in limbo it's a matter of how you deal with that i think it's not a matter of balancing it's a matter of prioritizing what needs mm -hmm. to be dealt with and taken care of right now you know one of my friends said look at the the win factor what's important now you know, like right now, not, not in two seconds, like right. <laughs> what's important right now. It's important yeah. for me to sit comfortably. It's important for me to have a smile on my face. You know, it's important for me to get some food, you know, pass gas. I don't care what it is, but <laughs> what's important now, you know? Um, and I think that when people realize uh, that they're being set up on this podcast, because there really isn't such a thing as balance in this life, because everything's always in transition. Like you perfectly said, um, then we'll begin to let go of, of that piece of trying to be in control all the time and do exactly what you said, 
take it day by day and realize there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Not having a 10-year plan for perfection is okay. That's called mm-hmm. life. But knowing that, hey, did I do my best yesterday? Yep. All right, great. And if I didn't, you know what? I sucked yesterday. Let me get this together and do better tomorrow. You know, taking, like you said, a day at a time. So I I love everything you said. My last question for you. um, I ask everybody that comes to the podcast this question. It doesn't matter in what area it is. I don't care if you're the best person at baking apple pies, uh, if you're a track star, if you're number one mom in the universe. And what, what area of your life are you leading the way? That means that if somebody says, you know, hey, I'm look at her life and take, take a piece, you know, from, from what she's done and add it to mine. What, what area are you consistent in where you say, you know what, I might not be the top dog, but uh, I'm, I'm moving forward in this all the time. Mm, that's a tough one. Because there's so many, gee whiz, so, so many. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. <laughs> um, oh my, I'm going to say this is something I'm still working on, though, is just learning to accept myself mm. because a couple of years ago, I used to, well, for a long time, I used to always say, no, what is wrong with me? Because people didn't understand me. Yeah. And I was introduced to a book, um, The Introvert Advantage. And I realized that I, there is nothing wrong with me. I'm an introvert and I am okay. And it is okay that, it, you know, groups wear me out. And sometimes I need to step back. Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of taught me to just be okay with myself and accept myself. And I'm okay. I'm enough. Um, if somebody doesn't like me, it's okay. Um, <laughs> but I think that's changed my outlook on a lot of things and has allowed me to just be okay with who I am and what I want out of life. Yeah, and I think yeah. once you realize that that's, that that's okay, that you can, you'll be happier. And I feel a lot happier now. I don't know if that answers your question. That is but- a, <laughs> listen, that is a mic drop. I can't drop my mic because the <laughs> volume would get messed up. But I would drop the microphone if I could. That was that was answered both eloquently and um, in such a way that I think everybody listening could hear the reality and authenticity in what you just said. Um, that we live in a time and an era now where social media and perspectives and outside influence is always warring for our allegiance to, to try to get us to be on a side you know, mm-hmm. and to tell us what we should and shouldn't be, how you should and shouldn't look, what you, you know, what you do and you don't think. Like yeah. you said, man, listen, I'm enough as I am. If you can see the value in me and love me as I am, then mm-hmm. you are welcomed into my circle. And if you mm-hmm. cannot, then just stay on the outside and we'll be associates. That's cool. And you your know? circle gets so much better it when does. you realize that. <laughs> you get rid of the people who don't really love you and you accept the ones who do. Loving and, and so leeching are not the same thing, people. Yes. Loving and <laughs> leeching. You have people that love you. That means they want to push yes. you forward. They want to see the best come out in you. And you've got some people called leeches, not called you for what you are. Those mm-hmm. are the folks that only want to be around you when you have something to give to them. And the moment you tell them, you know what? I can't do that. I can't be there. Sorry, I can't commit to this. Oh, I thought you were. No, no, no. Go ahead and take a step back and mm-hmm. get, get them little wire cutters out and start. Cut, <laughs> cut that rope. Mm-mm. Cut that exactly. rope. Let, let them walk on their own. 
So mm -hmm. that was perfect, my friend. Thank you so, so much um, for your time. And I know that everybody listening definitely got something from this. So you are absolutely awesome and you deserve all the best. And if you don't get it, then we're going to have some words with whoever's holding it up for you. <laughs> I'm going to keep working and not stopping. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'll have you back again sometime soon. All right. All right. Hey friends, Katie Wilson here. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast and continuing to lead the way. When it comes to me, I help lead the way by doing workshops, seminars, and speeches to help educate and uplift and encourage scholars and educators nationwide. If I can ever be of service to you, your program, or even your business, please contact me at kd at imkdwilson.com. That's kd at imkdwilson.com. You can also check out my website. That's www.imkdwilson.com. Talk to you soon. Peace.